0: Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome to the next episode of Digital Fix. I am your host, Matt Barber, and we are coming to you live from the glorious studios of Local 209 here in Crown Point, Indiana. On today's episode, I had James O'Connor. He is the owner of... James O'Connor Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Studios out of Chesterton. He is sitting at 50,000 Instagram followers and is a really awesome guy. This conversation really dove into everything from his influences to how he built his following, what he does with his following, his unique approach to posting in daily life. This was an awesome conversation that I think you're going to have a lot of fun with. Even if you're like me and aren't heavily into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I think there's something in this conversation for everyone, and I hope you really enjoy it. As always, we appreciate... If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends and subscribe to us. And next week, we have another special guest for you. So that podcast with James O'Connor starts right now. Awesome. So I guess, the uh, as always, the best way to start any podcast is to give the listeners your background. How, how did we get to this moment? So I own an
1: academy in Chesterton, a uh, martial arts academy. I started when I was 12 years old in the martial arts. I was bullied um, super introverted personality, nothing what I am today. And uh, I was bullied so bad I would stay home, fake sickness. Uh, I didn't want to go to school. My mom finally uh, was just like, all right, kind of had it and threw me in martial arts class. I wasn't, I was so unathletic that I remember in gym class we'd have to run to a track, run around a track every day for the warm up. Oh, and, and it was like, <laughs> I, I couldn't even make it. Around the track one time, like by the time we got down there, I just remember being so out of shape. And for whatever reason, in the martial arts, I got thrown in there. And it was like after my I don't know, say third week in it, I just knew this was what I was gonna do for the rest of my life. Sure. And uh,
0: I can't tell you why. It was just. It's uh, just something clicked. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they always. I think a lot of professional athletes have that story too. Where yeah. Like they just never. It's just kind of clicked. Like you always right. just kind of wonder like how someone becomes like a professional on like the Olympic curling team <laughs> yeah, or like yeah. the Olympic like uh, the the ski like the long jump ski or whatever like how does someone come with that so
1: absolutely um
0: that's a cool story just it just kind of clicked so when did when did you start your academy
1: though um so i would you know for a couple years i was training hard under my instructor he was awesome at like grooming me um getting me to like an, to be an instructor as well so i started teaching him for him for a while and then uh, kind of along the way i i also like I started doing some MMA. I did twelve MMA fights between sixteen and twenty-one. How'd you do? And uh, I did well. But nine and three was my record. I ain't bad. So That's pretty I, good. Uh, yeah, and had some knockouts, head sh- like head kicks. So it was pretty cool. I have you know some cool uh, highlight reels. And uh, so I was really in love with the martial arts. The UFC came out in I think it was ninety-three, and it was right at the beginning of my martial arts career. I was like, oh man, maybe, maybe I'll do that. Like I wanted to be a professional athlete, and it was yeah. just, this was the only thing I could excel at. So I did the fights. I ended up moving to Brazil before I ever owned an academy. I was only like an employee for my instructor. Wow. So I went to Brazil for six months, lived there thinking, um, I'll get in with the team. Maybe this thing will take off. And it was a great experience, but I just kind of found out, like, that next level of being a professional martial artist or athlete uh, just wasn't what I was after. So I came back, and it was shortly after that, I think, in, so I came back in 2004. 05. I officially opened my academy. And, uh, again, I was really lucky to be in the right place with my instructor, he was sort of uh, moving away from that, going into real estate. So it was kind of a seamless transition. I taught for him. Everyone sort of knew me already, and I just kind of took over his business. So it was out of his building that uh, that I started, my, I guess, my business, right? Sure. And so
0: you've had this academy now 13 years? Uh, yeah, I guess if you do that math, rather, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I don't think, I think it's So I think I think grade school taught me right, so 13 years mm-hmm. you've been there, which is absolutely incredible, and you said you're in Chesterton? Yes. Any specific reason you chose Chesterton? Uh, that's just where,
1: you know, the student base was, most of the students were there in Chesterton, I had no desire to move away, uh, I, I used to live in Chicago before I moved out here. Uh, like in fifth grade, up till fifth grade, I lived in Chicago. So I had a taste of the city, and I know it's awesome to visit. But uh, moving out here, I have to tell you, it's crazy. Like when I was living in uh, Chicago, and we visit out here on the weekends, I remember uh, my mom was dating somebody out here, married, and that's why we moved out here. I remember seeing reflectors on the street. I don't know if uh, if people are aware of this, but like on the county roads, if you're from the city, it was like something I never. I just never encountered, like reflectors there was no street lights, there was no it was so dark. But I absolutely grew to love just the you know, the small feel of it, getting away from the city, so no desire to
0: Go anywhere bigger. Just love Chesterton. <laughs> That's awesome. Chesterton's an awesome city. Like uh, We're talking off the air. My wife and I go there every single weekend for the European market, which I think everyone should go, in which case, love a chance to stop by the studio, too. Absolutely. Or something like that. So um, definitely love Chesterton, North Porter County. And there's, uh, there's a couple great breweries out there, too. Yeah. Uh, one more just opened. I think uh, the word on the street is, I think it's called 10 Mile. Okay. 10 Mile opened in Porter. I think Porter has their first okay. brewery. Yeah, so you go to Wagner's and you walk down the street to a Porter. Anyway, uh, getting off on about Justin. So, one of the big reasons I brought you on um, is you have a phenomenal online presence, uh, truly massive. You're about 48,000 followers on Instagram, mm-hmm. which, again, for anyone who listens, I always find people on Instagram. I figure if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I really want to explore over the next, like, 30 minutes or so, mm-hmm. like, your... Your Instagram history and how how you use that to affect your business and how you push a lot of your personality into that as well. I mean, it's it's you on there. It's 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 a business, but I mean, it's it's you um, and just kind of explore all of that. So. Uh, give me give me the start. When did you actually? When did you launch the Instagram? And give give me a quick timeline.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I you know I had it probably like most people and just didn't use it for a long time. And then of course like Gary Vee came into the scene you know years oh, ago. Oh Gary Vaynerchuk. And uh, yeah yeah. Oh so love or hate him, uh, <laughs> he does influence people to use social media. And I, I thought flip between
0: love and hate. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I, I get
1: it. So but he does uh, he does push businesses and small business owners obviously to use it. Sure. And uh, and I saw that and so I started getting on Instagram and just seeing some other you know pretty big influencers. And I thought, man, like I I could, uh, I feel like I'm the best at teaching martial arts. If you come take a class from me and you go to somebody else, you'll be like, oh, James is the best, all right? Yeah. And I just wanted to try to show that as well, my teaching, maybe uh, what I'm into, and just do it through social media as well. And, And it can't hurt. So I just, I'll be honest, I invested so many hours. It's, there's a... You know, if you're gonna grow your Instagram, for example, or your social media, it's not like uh, you just post something and sit back. Right. So there, there's a lot of different, uh, I don't wanna call them hacks, because it's not hacks, They're, you just gotta pour a lot of hours into it. Right. The awesome thing about Instagram is you can engage with people, or Facebook, it's a little weird. Like if I don't know you on Facebook, search you out and try to engage with you, you won't know me. You know sure. what I mean? Right. So the, the awesome thing I love about Instagram, I can go look up the hashtag BJJ, I can go comment on people's videos, and I'm like, dude, I like that video, that's sick, That I've never seen that technique. Um, just things like that, and it's uh, just a more open space to form those relationships. And I think that just th- through doing that, and of course posting content that people find valuable, that's been uh, that's been a big success.
0: Sure. So that's there's so much we're going to explore in there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's start. Uh, let's let's kind of start with with this. Um, one of the things that I've, I've noticed from a lot of influencers that we bring in here is that a lot of them, I brought this up a couple weeks ago is that a lot of them, no one's like super tech savvy. Like a lot of people are like, it's just my life. And I like yeah, to yeah, post yeah. my life. Like sure. I just like to hang out. You think you fall into that a lot, or are you using a lot of so, tools? Or? Yeah, I have a buddy that um, he's a jujitsu student,
1: and uh, he started. He got a camera, and we started playing with it with uh, Adobe uh, Premiere sure. with editing. Yep. So he would play with some stuff, and he's actually gotten phenomenal at it over the course of a year. He got a gimbal, got all this equ- really cool equipment. So we've done some just honestly, I think they look pro. Like he could do it as a business. He's done some professional stuff, and then I do stuff on my iPhone and what we find is there's absolutely no difference in engagement right. and it's frustrating because like he spent all this time, money, thousands of dollars and he's he's awesome at the craft but I sit back and I'm like, I love that, that's sick, I post it and I'm like, there's no more like love on there likes than <laughs> from my iPhone, you right. know what I mean? So um, I don't know, That's that's been my experience with it. I would love to say that I found a lot more response with higher quality equipment, editing, time but he spent hours and hours on like a 30 second clip. Sure, and so what's the
0: opportunity cost? It, yeah, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> but if you're into it, I mean, go for it. It helps you, It's you're, we're all on the hero's journey. Right. You know, And he's on that journey of developing a craft, so that's cool and he enjoyed it, but no no more engagement
0: on <laughs> the high quality stuff. I think one of the uh, the funniest things that we explain to a lot of people, a lot of people see is how we film so many event videos uh, all through Lake County and Porter County and stretching into LaPorte County. Uh, if it's something that we are doing for ourselves, Mm -hmm. we're gonna slap our logos on, it's gonna be in our channels, we're usually filming it on iPhones. And we're filming it with like Osmos or gimbals, like the camera stabilizers on a wand. Uh, We have a few of them and so we'll go out and we'll hit an event from all different directions and take like 200 to 600 clips. And just on, and then just see them together, and it's out. So we can turn around an event video pretty quick, um, slap some great music in there, go through it, look at it, tear it apart again, look at it again. It's usually out in like six hours or something like that. When it comes to a client, then it's like now we're busting out like the legit equipment. Sure. And but that's stuff that like no one's ever going to know we did that. Yeah. Like the client, it appears on the client's feed, and everyone's celebrating the client. Great. Like that's awesome. Um, so to your credit, yeah, I think there's there's definitely like a, a, a room for both, but definitely mm-hmm. everything we've produced ourselves has been like straight iPhone. Yeah. And so we're not, even though we're a media company, and I figure we're pretty tech savvy, there's mm-hmm. something fun about just keeping it simple. Oh, Especially absolutely. for your own mentality. Absolutely. <laughs> So your your feed, we'll talk about your feed. Uh, is is an awesome mix. I have so much fun on your feed because you post a ton. How much are you? Do you think you post every day? I,
1: I try to like three to four posts a day is my sure. my average. Sometimes more, sometimes but. more,
0: sometimes less. Uh, so yeah, the posts that you drop, like a lot of them, like I've noticed, like it's a mix of memes in there. There's a lot yeah. of awesome memes. There's a lot of instructional stuff. There's a bunch from your life and your kids. Um, And then circling back around to memes and stuff like that. So you really get a little bit of everything. Any specific strategy behind that or it's just kind of you on an
1: Instagram feed? My favorite thing is to go out and look for things that I'll get just controversial, to be honest. Like I'll – and i actually strayed away from it i got i have this weird like uh this dichotomy within me i'm a pretty positive person and i have a great message for my students and and i'll find myself drawn to some just weird negative stuff yeah and i'll drop it and it'll get like just so much not hate towards me but i have all these arguments in my comments and like the weird part of like i think every person they love to see a train wreck yeah and i just love seeing a 100 comments of people arguing back and forth you know there's that weird (laughs) part but then i like step back even further i'm like That's not enlightened, James. (laughs) I mean, I'm not really bringing positivity (laughs) to the world. So I go through these periods where I'll I'll drop some weird, controversial stuff, or just ask a question that gets the the pot, you know, stirring. And then I'll just go back to like maybe I'll go on, you know, a couple weeks of just positive. But man. The positive stuff doesn't get as much engagement. Exactly. You know what I mean? exactly. It's, it's a shame this society we live in. <laughs> so yeah, I just uh, I try to hit at least an instructional today, day, whether it's coming from me or somebody else. Mostly me if I can. Uh, a me, my you know sprinkle in there just to. I think it builds your audience, Yeah, you know what I mean? So it draws people in that normally wouldn't look at your page and maybe. Well I think it speaks like to you, you as a
0: human, like if you find it funny and enjoyable, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the people that follow you are gonna find it funny and enjoyable. Absolutely. Do you find a lot more engagement on those or you're saying it's, it's the negative stuff for some reason? Like yeah, you said, I think weird. everyone it's, loves the train wreck.
1: So my spikes of like followers will come from something that's more viral, something slightly controversial. I'm trying to think of an example, you know, fight.
0: Street fights, those always get a ton. Uh, like, a, there, just a real raw there. I hate to admit this about myself, but there is a Twitter account I follow. I think okay. it's 30 Second Fights, yeah, yeah, it's all street fights. Yeah. And for some reason, like, I won't search it out, but it'll be on my feed or whatever. i right. like scroll down, and I'll see it, and then suddenly, two hours later, I'm in a wormhole. Absolutely, like, <laughs> it's just primal. We can't help ourselves, exactly. Uh, um,
1: maybe being a little sexist, but men, especially, we try to, for whatever reason, we're attracted to that, you know, what right. I mean? Um, but you know, I don't, you know, it's really weird to get into. You ever see the recipe ones that are like 60 seconds, like the tasty clips or yes. whatever. Yeah.
0: Some of those I get lost in too. I don't <laughs> know if it's just me, but, uh, there's, there's a few, like I kind of rank those. And yeah. so like, I'll look at one, uh, it's the ranking of how likely am I to cook this? Oh yeah. And so right. I'll look at this and it'll be like. Well, here's a, a rare Italian chili paste from Italy. I'm like, next. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to go out, like, substituting. Like, what, what's a substitute? Can I use, like, a, a can of crushed tomatoes? And, and right, 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 right. And then there's the ones uh, that are, like, super easy where they're like, oh, simple three-ingredient ones right, or whatever yeah. to really brighten up your holiday party. And I'm like, I'm in. I'm <laughs> <absolutely, laughs> Like, seatbelts, in. Yeah. I'll see you in two hours, like, with a notepad. Yeah. So that's a weird rabbit hole I get into myself with those. <laughs> all right so uh, what about what about facebook are you posting a lot on there as I well I do, or? yeah
1: yeah so i try to go and i do I have a strategy for everything so like instagram i try to do 10 stories a day i, I try to go live twice that's sort of my little formula and then do four posts a day sure so that's kind of like my instagram side and uh rain or shine i just i try to always do that and that's been i think consistency helps if you're building yep. anything right for sure and then facebook uh, i also try to do the challenge with my facebook i have my personal i have two different business ones because i have like me as a brand, as a Facebook page that sure. I can advertise on. I have my academy. So between those three, um, and I have a couple phones, actually. Trying, to, I try to go live on all of those in some way every day. Uh, the, I struggle with Facebook a little bit more, just because I'm overwhelmed with all those pages. You know sure. What I mean? So, um, but I, same sort of strategy I use, like the story feature in Facebook, um, and just try to duplicate it the best I can.
0: Any any difference in your audiences? When you yeah, do that?
1: And, and you know as well as I do how uh, Facebook does seem to restrict how many people see. For sure. You know, just that whole algorithm deal. So I, I do the same strategy. I try to mix it up. I try to put you know maybe some controversial memes out there. My academy page is way different. I want to represent a very positive. Uh, I try to look at my academy pages like as if kids were looking at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, and I don't really swear ever. <laughs> you know what I mean, I always <laughs> feel like I'm around kids, so I'm careful with that. But my academy page, you know, that's more like parent memes because a lot of parents will check it out. For sure. So I try to put appropriate um, like that. And again, I, I can't think of any examples, of, but something a mom would get. That's my audience. My demographic for my academy is moms. That, that, that's it. So I know that. So I try to post to that. For sure. And then my personal slightly difference, I got a bunch of friends that do jujitsu, some people I don't know clearly, and that'll just be a bunch of that kind of stuff. And
0: yeah. Not that so, that's clear. so it ends up – yeah, no, it definitely is. I think it, it ends up working out as this kind of like semi-organized smorgasbord of like content. It, yeah, yeah, And yeah. it ends up just being fun. Like you're always going to find something yes. that you're looking for. Right. Um, so me, I'm not into I'm not into martial arts. I was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching UFC. Yeah, it's yeah. not something I participate in. I keep driving past UFC gyms thinking like, man, yeah. I should do that at some point. And especially at one point – in my life, I was going through the entire police hiring process. Okay. And I'm like, I know at some point I was going to... It was for uh, City of Portage. Mm-hmm. Uh, was hiring for police and I was, I was really getting to the final end. I'm like, I should probably start attending UFC gym. But my yeah. life has been based around bodybuilding. And so I'm like, I just maybe i can outmuscle someone who knows but i like going to pages like yours where i'm like no matter what i'm looking for in the day i'm gonna find it so yeah, some yeah. inspirational content something to make me laugh and something to be like damn like i wish i could do like that role that hold that press or it'll be like right after ufc fight um right. i'll like jump onto like a page like that because now my my interest is peaked sure and so i'm like how did they do that like right. how did they learn that how did they learn that discipline like that's so right. cool do you notice that at all, like, with your audiences, like, after, like, yeah.
1: b- before and after big
0: fights? Like, especially this weekend, right? Yep.
1: I just posted two. Now, it's really tough with UFC. You have to be careful what you post, because been uh, there's these huge Instagram pages that had, like, 50 to 100K followers that got taken down because they would repost a lot of UFC stuff. Sure. And UFC just, you know, cracked down on them. Even if you're giving them credit, UFC doesn't want that. So I'm really careful at how I repost certain things. And, uh, and actually, I archived a couple posts, and people contacted me, like, hey, I got dinged for reposting what you did as well yeah but what I'll what I'll tend to do is just ask questions to uh, get engagements like hey did you think Khabib was gonna do that or I'll repost him flying off the octagon into people and um, you, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so I'll, I repost that but I also do I have a YouTube channel as well so what I did was I did a kind of a fight breakdown if I was Conor McGregor of course what would I do the armchair kind yeah, of position and, exactly. but I try to make it funny too like big disclaimer like hey don't listen to me I'm only a black belt I've only done 12 MMA fights I know nothing about this Right. but with that said here's what I would do so I threw up a video on YouTube about like what I would have done in Conor's position I try to thread that throughout about, um, you know Facebook Instagram as well just to uh, just make it relevant sure And that's what I was gonna say is like people that are if you're trying to build your social media whatever business you're in whatever's trending on the news Twitter if you can then duplicate that content in some way whether you're answering that content um, pushing that content out more but how you how you would do that I guess for sure um, I think that gets a lot more traction because I got I, I reposted like a picture of Khabib on top of Connor and, you know, it's like 2,000 likes pretty quick and a bunch of engagement of people wanting to be part of a trending controversy. Sure. So,
0: uh, What I find is interesting is is Facebook, because of the way business pages are ranked versus personal pages, right. is sometimes when something political is going on. Let's say a judge is trying to get confirmed to, sure. uh, to the Supreme Court. Um, everyone is talking about it. And it was at the same time. This was last week. Actually, the last week I had Alan, uh, the founder of Local 209, he and I were on and we were just like, Not complaining But uh, doing an expose On social media Okay And um, One of the things That came up was like With personal pages When there's a lot of news Just a ton of news So last week it was uh judge kavanaugh uh the shooting that was in walmart the whole Walmart. yeah at the same time as a a couple other like big trending topics or whatever we realized that anything we post that's from a business page is probably unless we're like jumping into the politics pool just a little bit is gonna get swamped because everyone is talking over here yeah there's no room for something to rank on a business page but if we post something on instagram then everyone's weighted equally sure and so we're like this is gonna do great (laughs) and so maybe we'll post a little a little more heavily on instagram this week right. and then we'll just kind of sprinkle in facebook where yeah, we need absolutely um which is cool and to your credit that's that's awesome that, that you can ride trends like that and mm-hmm. you're having fun with trends like that so uh, do you want I know people are going to ask me. I'm going to get blown up in DMs for this if I don't ask this. But what, what was your opinion on the fight and specifically on Conor McGregor? Yeah, it's just a classic striker versus grappler. So if the grappler gets you down, he wins.
1: I mean, there's sure. no, like, I just think it was such a huge thing, the hype because of Conor sells tickets. I mean, everything is just them driving the ticket sales up. That's for sure, it was a big 100%. Thing. This fight has been done in 1977 to 1920. I mean, it's the same Concept. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just new players in the game. Right. You know, um, Connor's there to sell tickets. He does very well at doing that. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in what Connor should have done, you can check my YouTube channel. <laughs> I give oh. him a specific strategy. It was a plug. <laughs> but but no, yeah, I, I mean, I look at it because, uh, you know, I've done MMA, I've done Jiu Jitsu, and when you look at those athletes, People, if you've never trained, you can sit there at BW threes and watch this and say what you should have done. But if you've never been against a cage with someone like a B being mauled, yeah. there's just no I mean, there's no answer at times. You know what I mean? So that's I think that's just how it had to go. The wrestler was definitely gonna get get him against a cage and then get him down. Sure. Um what would be interesting is like the only thing that I would love to see at some point when you have that concept of striker versus grappler, no cage. What if it was just an open not a parking lot, but you know I mean just a huge open space that had 30, 40 feet. like how could the style? Yeah because you know I mean? that's <laughs> that's fun. what would happen, right So you know they try to replicate fights the best they can, but that, right. that would be something I'd be interested in seeing then maybe Connor would have a better chance, for example. So. Yeah,
0: I can I can see that. Um, then I wonder that would just come down to what Khabib's uh, takedown takedown ability. At yeah, that what, point? what's the
1: strategy then? You can't get him against a wall, for example, or right. a cage. So then what? You know, how does spear it spear him? Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be it'd be cool
0: to see that answer. Yeah, that, no, that would be awesome. I think we have a new fight league uh, starting, which yeah, is yeah. just Hoosier Street fights. <laughs> you heard it here first on Local Two Hundred Nine. <laughs> Um, what's so good take us through like a typical day with you because you post a lot are there certain times in the day that are like milestones where you're like I need to post something Is yeah it as something cool comes out like- uh
1: I do when I wake up normally I try to plan it out the night before so in my head I try to wake up so here's my goal let me just give you like the big macro part sure. of my life okay uh, you know I'm 37 now I don't know when this will happen, but long term thinking, like I'm 60, 70, right? At that time, my goal is for people to wake up and look for me on the phone. Sure. All right. Why do they look for me? Well, maybe inspiration, motivation, maybe answers to some of their life's problems. So, right now, I'm in this phase of collecting as much information as I can to then uh, hopefully deliver and teach others, you know, in a more of a self development style. So, with that said, I'm practicing right now for that. Okay. So when I go to bed at night, I think in my head, okay, six AM, people are gonna look for me, right? Okay, and they're not <laughs> yet. <laughs> I know this, but this is how I'm thinking, right? So I try to plan the night before. Okay, so what's something I could pop out there? I usually put something on my business page that's sort of motivational, maybe a little bit deeper thought than just surface level memes. But I plan it the night before and I can schedule on Facebook, but Instagram I wake up and seven thirty, eight o'clock, I always get my first post out. Sure. You know what I mean? And then after that, you know, the way my day looks, I, I really structure it like I meditate, elongate, appreciate. That's like my whole day. So the first thing in the morning when I wake up, it's sort of my, you know, rousing time. I don't sit and om, I don't meditate like that necessarily, but I have that quiet time. Elongate to me is just about movement. And what does that mean? Elongating your muscles. It doesn't have to be like a, a big workout or anything, but after I post, I've done just a little bit of meditation, we'll call it, I get to my gym, I have coffee, and I start moving like stretching whatever it is and then normally during that time I'm trying to record something or get ideas of uh, other content to post you know on my page so maybe it's a yoga flow maybe it's a jiu-jitsu move maybe whatever comes of that sure so then I'll have like my second post for the day and then my third post um, is just normally it's like I've been perusing Instagram by them and it just I, I let it come to me through that if that makes sense yeah. Now there's some days where I did like on YouTube, for example, I had 120 videos in 120 days. So me and a buddy got together and we would just film tons of content and drop it every day. So occasionally I'll go through that too. And I'll, I'll have an idea of like a, a new move I'm working on. And of course there's a counter and then a follow up, so I can film four or five different things. You know what I mean? So then I'll just have it all saved and ready to drop as, as I go with that. Sure. Too
0: do that specifically with like movements and stretches? Cause I've seen some stretches that it's, it all seems like it's like similar lighting that maybe you'd like bust them out. Like you did multiple. Yeah, ones yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: In. Yeah. You would probably notice that. <laughs> That's, no, yeah. I mean, I don't I, know if a lot of other people would. Yeah, but, exactly. Um But
0: uh, yeah. Um What I do like on there is uh, I, I enjoy your community in the mm. sense that when you post like a move or something, people are very quick to get on there and comment and critique and enjoy and say, that they tried it and test it. And I think the best one of that I saw was you were doing like back bends from some rings or something like that, your back was like pushed in. And you had a lot of people underneath there who were like, this is awesome, this is cool, I bet this feels great. And then a lot of people who were not. Yeah, yeah,
1: (laughs) oh I know, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) absolutely. Every post I throw up, oh man. So I, uh, okay on Instagram, you know how you can like repost other people's stuff and it's really cool. Like everyone's cool with that, you credit them. I don't know on YouTube if that's very cool or not. People don't seem to be.
0: People aren't too chill with it. I didn't know that, right?
1: right? So I threw up this uh, Joe Rogan meets Joe Rogan. I don't know if you ever met it uh-uh. or, or met it if you saw it, but I, I got it from Instagram. And I thought it was hilarious. It's like Joe talking to himself, and it's all nice and put together. So I, I tossed it on my YouTube. I'm like, this is hilarious, you know? And I got 99% hate of like, what a I can't even repeat the words wow. of what a loser I am for reposting it. And I and I, I put it in there like. I got it from some other dude's Instagram page, right? and it's, it's so frustrating that um, a lot of the stuff, as soon as you post it, it's like, man, people are there to critique you, comment something negative about it instead of finding the positive. Uh, and at first I was like I can't even tell you how many fights I would spend hours going back and forth with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I just I throw it up there, I'm like, ah, I got some hate. It's something. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, um so don't repost on YouTube is my lesson learned, I guess. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, you're not the best to do that.
0: thing the the best thing you can do out of that is be like, Well, thanks, thanks for commenting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, thanks I, for watching the video. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it seems to me well, it's different communities, I think, with uh, Instagram right now, the communities are like most, I'm going to say mostly positive. There's right. always bad eggs. But everyone is on there to to generally be happy um, and, and spread goodwill. And then there's the right. few people that are going to come in and just hate, especially if it's around something controversial like the MMA or something like that. Sure. Um, where YouTube, I've noticed, uh, I spend a lot of time on YouTube, just yeah. whether I'm doing like morning cardio or something right. like that. Right, right. Um, I spent I spent a lot of time on YouTube and you read the comments and every single video is toxic. It seems every like every single one. Absolutely. And you're like, why would I? Why would I ever use YouTube as a medium when I know that anything I post is going to be a killer? <laughs> I know. But you <laughs> also know that so much money flows through YouTube. Sure. And uh, so it's it's hard not to like jump on that Google train, right? And uh, and make use of that as a tool, knowing that like I'm going to get hate, but like it's okay because. Yeah. If 10 people watch this and hate it, 10 people still watch this and saw my name. Yeah, got out there. (laughs) So your average, so in your average day, you're really looking every every move that you make as sort of an opportunity to yep. either yeah. gather content or post immediately. Absolutely, that's phenomenal. I think that's a strategy a lot of people can take away from this. If you are trying to trying to build your own brand, if you're trying to build something super personal, is to kind of look at every day as like a series of opportunities to make content. So I don't know if I realize that you post as many stories as you do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's cool. You're really using the stories feature, Facebook and YouTube. Yes, or Facebook, not YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Who, uh, is there any specific person? You, you, as an influencer, I mentioned before, almost 50,000 followers. Is there anyone that you're looking at as an influencer that you're like, man, I can't wait to be like this person, or uh, whether, whether with more followers or less, or where are you drawing all of your inspirations from?
1: Man, that's a good question. I really, so when I first got in martial arts, the thing that influenced me most was uh, my instructors, he pushed on me self development. You know what I mean? So, and, yeah. Even before I did that, I would listen to Tony Robbins on the bus going to middle school, like yeah. on my on my uh, my cassette tape. Guy's right? got a glorious Dating me. voice. Yeah, you know what I mean. But in, back in sixth grade, like he was always in my head. So that's uh, sort of who I I look up to. Not not just him, but people like that. That are they're literally transforming people's lives. The thing about like jujitsu and the martial arts, I know that can transform people's lives, but it's such a small segment of people because first you have to get them to try it and then stick with it. Sure. So statistics on people somebody make somebody making it to black belts are they're minuscule. I kind of know that's not going to happen for the population. So for me, like I said, at this point in my life, I'm trying to I'm taking all those lessons, listening as much as I can, and trying to figure out how do I deliver that to uh, more of a mass amount of people. So when I look at Tony Robbins, um, I only say Gary V because he's so relevant. Sure. Um, anybody, Les Brown, people that are like they're in the self development field. Yeah. I, I'm drawn to them because. When I'm down, that's who I go to to lift me up. Yeah, and I, I just want to be that guy. You know what I mean? So For if sure. I just go to a jiu Jitsu guy uh, that's that's posting and has a ton more followers or uh, likes on their stuff than me, uh, I've met some of them, and they're not always great people. you know what I mean? So forget your heroes. Yeah. <laughs> so just because they can triangle me, Doesn't mean I want to be like them and follow what they're doing. Sure. If that makes sense.
0: So you're not necessarily, you're not staying inclusive within your community. I stay out of my niche. Yeah.
1: I, I try to I try to learn from other niches and then bring it to mine.
0: That's fascinating. Is there anything aside from the, the self-help gurus? And I know I know like I, I give crap to Gary Vaynerchuk a lot no, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but to be fair, like he was one of the biggest reasons that like I left my full time job is because yeah. I was on the Gary V train like super, right. super hard and uh, everything he was saying just kinda like spoke to me at a time when I desperately Absolutely. needed it. And then I, I made that change in my life. And since then, every day has been the best day of my life. Yes. Even, if, even if it's a day where, like, Alan and I are arguing about something or, or just just something's not taking off on social the way I want it to. Like, it's still the best day I've ever had. Absolutely. And uh, that was kind of, like, the mindset I needed to hear. It's just when I go back now and listen to it and being like, this is the same stuff I heard a year ago right. when I quit my job. Yeah. Um, right. So what outside outside of that community, is there any other community that you specifically look to? Yeah. Um, just outside
1: of self-help? You know, I guess to help build my page as well, I try to look at other communities that seem to to be flourishing with the yoga community, if you check them out on Instagram. The different strategies they use, they do a lot of like giveaways, You know follow this pose do this so i i I tried that strategy with jujitsu and it didn't get a lot of traction to be honest but i tried it you know what i mean so i tried it like i said i look at other niches and i try to pull from them and then see if i can duplicate it within the jujitsu community so instead of like do this tree pose like hey try this triangle um repost it i'll send you a free t-shirt or you know you know things like that so i just try to just copy other people, man. Don't reinvent don't <laughs> the wheel, you know, and just pull it back into the my jiu-jitsu niche for now.
0: Is there anything you haven't tried yet that you're looking forward to trying or you're thinking about trying?
1: Yeah, I go back and forth. Um, I would like to somehow sponsor people. I know there's, it's tough. Because everybody complains when it's tournament time I don't have the money or I don't have this. And it's like, well, it's an excuse, you have Sixty dollars to compete. You know what I mean? Right. But I want to be in a position where I start sponsoring people and uh, try to maybe get my name out by helping other people, give them opportunities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's paying for like tournament entry fees, um, maybe they wear wear my gear, things like that. Where I'm just trying to get my message out through other people. Right. If that makes sense. So that's that's what I would like to. That's one of the things I'm going to start gearing up towards for through my social media is. Um just giving other people opportunities,
0: whatever that looks like. It's amazing because the uh, I had a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a young girl named Hannah in and uh, I think I mentioned the last couple podcasts, something about that podcast. Anyway, um, we had to talk about sponsorship in the bodybuilding community. Yes, and okay. for some reason, sponsorship in the bodybuilding community is huge right mm-hmm. now. Everyone is chasing it. It is the goal. Yeah. Because if you can get sponsored, a lot of those supplements are super expensive, sure. and that's before you even buy food, um, and you have your, your gym membership, and you have clothing and stuff like that. So- um sponsorship now has started to go away from it used to just be like i'm a so-and-so sponsored athlete and you have one product brand and they would show them like drinking an amino acid or something that like you know they don't use outside of those sponsored posts but that company is paying their bills right and so they have to do it and sponsorship now looks like people that are more relatable to you like i'm never going to uh Look like, uh, I'm never going to look like Phil Heath, who's like the top now number two bodybuilder on the Mm -hmm. planet. Like, I'm just never going to look like him. And so, by drinking his amino acid, maybe I'll like get closer to looking like him, but it's not anything that I'm ever going to be able to achieve. But uh, a company out there called Blackstone Labs created something called The Legion, and The Legion was like more like people in the community. So, like, repost uh, uh, using right. our stuff will reward you if you do it enough. Right. And so now if you've got people that like look like me and act like me, and they're mm-hmm. using these products, and you can see them like getting better, and now their weights. Their, their bench PR is going up because they're right. posting about that. Or they're able to do more chin-ups or able to run faster or do whatever faster. The veins are popping in their arms, yeah, in which yeah. we want. Um, and they happen to be using these products. You're like, holy crap, that's me. Like, this is right, me. Right. I can use this. So it's amazing to see, like, the role that sponsorship is starting to take. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's more it's less about, like, I got to be the biggest guy in the room and maybe I'll get a sponsorship. More like, I just need to be cool. Like, I just need to be human. And yeah. people will respond to that. Right.
1: Well, I know uh, – Russell Brunson, he was a uh, Dotcom Secrets, he wrote this book, he does ClickFunnels, I don't know if you're familiar yep. with that, but there's a, a really cool book, Expert Secrets, that I started reading, it's like how to start a movement. And one of the one of the secrets was, is you raise people's status when they get your product, your gear, your service. Yeah. And I try to keep that in mind, Is like, okay, how can I give people the perception of their their status as being raised? Yeah. Like if you buy a Lexus and you're driving it, you feel, You have a higher status okay like or hate it it is what it is yeah and i see a lot of those um you know a lot of the marketing the marketing that goes towards that that raises people's status when you're drinking a starbucks versus maybe a dunkin donuts like one is a higher perceived value i think right for sure how can you be that for other people or how could i be that so i also try to whatever i'm doing i try to look at that as well like how can i if they're using those supplements they're looked at as cooler i think yeah is what you're saying for sure right yep because they're a sponsored athlete right sense so how do you how do you do that for other people
0: yeah i think one uh one thing for me like when i look to brands is that i like to see like the 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 most human aspect i Mm -hmm. possibly can and for something like you that's like putting pictures of like your kids up right and so i'm like this is more than just like some superhuman brazilian jiu-jitsu guy with fifty thousand followers like he's just like me like Yeah, yeah yeah he i don't have kids but like um He has kids and he goes out on Saturdays and the dude likes ice cream and likes to walk his dog kind of thing. And I'm like, this, that makes me feel like I'm one step closer because every, we all, we started in that same spot. Yeah, absolutely. And and so since we started in the same spot, like we have a chance, there's, there's still a tangible chance for me to get in that Mm -hmm. spot. Like I'll never get to Phil Heath's spot or whatever, because I'm not willing to drop, you know, 60 grand a year, uh, unofficially in steroids, you can't prove he might be a natural athlete. He's not, um, (laughs) But but still, like I'm I'm not willing to do that. But maybe if I am willing to work my ass off, I can become like uh somewhat okay in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Or something oh like absolutely, that, so. right, right. <laughs> absolutely. Um so I think that's uh I think your your influencer groups are fascinating. Um it's that you're pulling from everyone but your own niche really uh yeah. is really, really cool. Right. Um so we're gonna start getting into uh like some more rapid fire questions sure. just just to uh see just it just speaks to more of you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you want to specifically hit on before I jump into that? Uh, no, I'm. <laughs> what you for me? <laughs> uh, let me see. We have got to flip handy dandy notebook to the correct page. Uh, <laughs> this this is always the my favorite question asked, especially when someone's in sports. Um, is there a specific sport that would be better with a mandatory alcohol limit? That they had to drink alcohol. Had to drink. Had to reach an no 040 or something like that.
1: Who I think jujitsu now I don't advocate this, but they have a high rollers tournament. Okay, where they make them smoke joints. Really, during the match. You like gotta tell me before. more about this. I you know I'm not uh, I'm really not into that. So I I've seen clips, I've read a couple articles, but um, and actually I was DMing a guy that did it because I asked him specifically. A lot of jujitsu there's a segment of jujitsu people that swear that marijuana makes you more creative, that makes you roll better, like makes you perform better because. Uh, for several reasons, but sometimes it takes the ego out. It makes you see things different, puts sure. the puzzle pieces together differently. So there are people that swear by it. So they'll, you know, they smoke before they train, you know? Um, so I, and I don't even know who it's called the high rollers tournament. I, I don't know who came up with it, but they, it's, awesome. it's, it's something, uh, and they're, you know, beforehand the whole room is just, it's, it's all Yeah. You know I mean, I don't know if you just a cloud. Yeah. I don't know if you could be in there and not get high, but during it, they break, they smoke, you know, and, uh, and then they keep training. But I asked, I DM'd this guy I know that uh, that did, it. I'm like, hey, did you feel like you performed any better? Because he, he lost the match, I was just curious. And he's like, ah, he didn't give me a decisive answer. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But I think if they're doing that, it could be really fun. Boy, I'd hate to see the injuries that could happen, though. But I know, like a goofy someone that's uh, slightly drunk, I, I think they would take more risks and it would be more exciting. Yeah, they'd be less uh, less cautious, which is I wonder. Cooler. I wonder
0: if it's confidence thing. There's definitely a thing in bodybuilding when you're about to hop on stage. Yeah. a lot of people will do just like a shot of something, and because you're you're really trying to be as dehydrated as possible right. when you hop on stage. Um, but when you do that, it gets rid of all of the nerves. Yeah. And so it gives you like, since it gets rid of the nerves and gets uh, rid of the anxiety, just having like a couple shots of whiskey or whatever, which whiskey will dehydrate you anyway, mm-hmm. Um, they'll you'll suddenly like go on stage and you you feel a lot better because you haven't had water maybe in like a day or so yeah. because you're trying to dry out. So you had something to drink or whatever, yeah. it's going to dry you out and it just relaxes you so right. much. And so since you, you feel better, you naturally pose a little bit better, you sure. look a little bit better, you might look a little less dry than when you were Gonna hop on stage. I wonder if maybe it's the same thing for the High Rollers tournament. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe that pre-match anxiety. Like. Yeah, well, I can <laughs> tell you
1: when I compete and when I do bad, it's because I was too cautious. I didn't open up. I was too I was too afraid. No risk, no reward. Sure. You know? But if I've lost a match and then I have to compete again, I'm like, well, all I can get
0: is third place,
1: and I don't care as much. I do phenomenal.
0: You know what I mean? Our so, now our BJJ tournaments, uh, you, you got to explain these to me because I've never attended one, and so I'm definitely mm-hmm. curious. Is it like bracket style, like that? Yeah. Like, oh, so it's like more like wrestling Madness? or yeah, right? Gotcha. So everybody just wrestles, and then if you lose, you go into a loser's bracket.
1: Yeah, depending. Sometimes it's a single elimination, so you're just out. Sure. But depending how it's run, if it's a three person one,
0: you can fight back for third place or something like that. Gotcha. Okay. So definitely, <laughs> definitely makes sense. Uh. Let me see. Do do, do 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 do. You uh, you watch a lot of TV. You binge anything? Um, I do. I go through periods. Yeah. Okay. Sure. What's the last thing you binged? Um, I'm currently doing Ozark. Okay. Everyone keeps saying Ozark. I've never watched it. I feel yeah. like I need to. Josh is nodding in the corner with give me the thumbs up. That maybe I need to go watch Ozark. The first episode,
1: I was like hooked. Yeah. Uh, I remember going through House of Cards, and it took me like two or three episodes to get into it. But yeah, Ozark, I was like, oh, I'm in. First episode, <laughs> I, I had to go. So I'm. Doing we'll, that right now.
0: We'll definitely have time. The wife and I decided, like, we're, we're huge Cubs fans. And okay. now that the Cubs are, are off golfing professionally for for the, at least the next few months, we decided, like, we're getting rid of cable. Like, yeah. We need, to, we need to cut the cord. And so all we'll have is uh, Netflix. Do you still Google. have a landline? We do not have a landline. Okay, so we, we, were, we had no cable for the longest time. Yeah. And then... Uh, Things were doing better, like my wife has an amazing job and Mm. so we were making a little bit more money and we're like, we really wanna watch the Cubs this year. And this was back back in early 2016. So before, during the World Series run or right at the start of the World Series run. And we're like, we want to watch the Cubs this year. And so we bought cable. And then we're like, as soon as if the Cubs win the World Series, then we know it's a sign. We're gonna still cut cable. <laughs> like we saw it, it's never gonna happen again. Uh, we're gonna cut cable. Yeah. And we three years later, like we still have, or two years later, <laughs> sure. like we still have it. And so this year we're like, we're done. This is it. Right. Like they were out of the playoffs really quick. Like, cable is gone this year. So now i have plenty of time. More or less stories, I'll have plenty of time to watch Ozark now. Uh, we watched something on HBO the other day, and I was like, why do we have why do we have this? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. oh, the only yeah. reason I bought the, the TV was the Cubs and Game of Thrones. And now Game of Thrones won't be back for another year anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever. Um, what is... Let me see. What is the weirdest thing you have ever seen in someone's home? Or dojo. I'll say dojo too. I bet you travel a little couple. Man, <laughs> is it still a... dojo in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu?
1: Uh, it could be. I don't say that. Academy? A... Yeah, I would just say Academy. Okay.
0: Here. Man, the strangest thing? Uh... Or What's I, stri- really. <laughs> I gotta ask this because I've noticed this is this is something weird. Again, I'm going back to the bodybuilding community. There are weird top prizes. Okay. Is it the same thing in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? Like sometimes. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. Be, like I've seen people given swords. Yep, yep. In first place, um, weird dolls, mannequins. Sometimes it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's usually Arnold Schwarzenegger, which sure. isn't weird to have a bust of Arnold Schwarzenegger in your home. That's normal. I hope. Um, my wife. I hope my wife hasn't thrown that out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Battle axe. Battle axes. That was, that was a cool,
1: like, the, yeah, swords, battle axe. Battle axe, I think, was one of the cooler ones. It was like a four-edge or four, I don't know if you call it, yeah. four-sided battle axe. I thought that was probably the coolest uh, besides getting
0: a belt. <laughs> what's a, I, I got to ask this too. Like, I've got to ask all these athletic questions. So I'm sorry to my listeners. But what's a diet look like?
1: Oh man, personally for me, I'm like dialed in right now. I found it, what works for me. Okay. And uh, I don't know if you're into Joe Rogan or not, but he's having, for sure. he's had a couple of debates on diets. And it's like yeah. the first thing that was said in, what was it? The the meat eater versus the plant eater, I forget the guy's name. So it was like the very first 60 seconds, he's like, everybody, one diet doesn't work for everybody. Everyone has to find that. And I'm like, that's all you had to listen to. Yeah. That's it. So like for me, when I when I talk to people, I, I'll try to guide them in a direction, but I'm like, try it for 30 days. Don't do it less than 30. Just try it for 30 days. You got to give everything a 30-day For sure. Run. Okay. And for me, I fast. I'm, I'm good like 16 to 19 hours. I just got this app that's really cool. It helps hold me accountable. So I fast. I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for, over, for 11 years plus. Um, I've got three kids that have never touched meat. They're all pretty healthy. You know I mean, just like every other kid, they're all very athletic. I've seen no detriment in my performance from not eating meat. So for me, it works. I know I got leaner when I stopped eating meat and, um, I don't know. It's not at the beginning. It wasn't like I threw carbs away, but this is just me. So I, am a big believer in fasting. I eat max two times a day. Sometimes just one is fine. And, uh, and just, I'll do a lot of eggs. Uh, I try not to eat carbs as far as, you know, the bad ones, vegetables, eggs, and that's it. Like, and water. I really don't drink. Um, keep it simple, keep it clean yeah. kind of thing. And I have to tell you that when I started, I just made this I've had a pretty stressful uh, probably past year. My mom passed last year. The whole year leading up to it she was in the hospitalized, so Oh. I was visiting two or three times a day. So this past like year plus, I've had just a lot of ups and downs and stress. And I'm turns out I'm a stress eater, <laughs> just like <laughs> anybody else, right? But since I've been able to to really stick to fasting, I feel like a lot of my and sugar too. I love sugar. Like, I can't eat a piece of cheesecake. It needs to be the whole thing for some reason. For sure,
0: yeah. 100% same and,
1: way. Uh, but, like, this fasting, I just made a, a breakthrough here that uh, I feel like a lot of the the cravings have gone away. Um, I could eat a piece of pizza and be okay instead of the whole thing now. Yeah. Um, so that's me. And that works for me. And I still – I train fasted, so I won't eat till 2 o'clock today, maybe a little bit l- later. And uh, I'll have trained usually two times by then and then train again at night. Gotcha. So on that minimal – food intake. I'm still doing awesome. I yeah. feel like so. It's
0: it's hearing that is like so weird for me. It's yeah. like a, uh, oh, like sure. a bodybuilder yeah, yeah. style. Cuz like, I used to do that
1: too. 6 yeah. times a
0: day and Exactly. And uh we I don't I'm not not necessarily like, tied to meat or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those guys who'd be like if you're not you need to kill it, need right? it, but yeah. America. <laughs> and uh I'm just I've never been that kind of guy or whatever. And so like my wife and I tried like going vegan. We tried like yeah, you said 30 yeah, yeah. days. Just 30 days. And so that we just kind of swanned up, dove into that. Like yeah. we didn't, we we just one day we're like we're just sitting there eating pizza, and we're watching. I think we are watching like forks over knives or something, yes, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we're like, let's just go vegan. Like I right. need to find a way to become a vegan bodybuilder, which they're out there and they exist. Yeah, and there's yeah, been yeah. Some very very successful, very famous ones. And uh, I'm like, I'll we'll figure this out. So We tried it for 30 days, and it just wasn't wasn't for us. Just yeah. because it we 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 do a good job of holding each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, but for that like. We couldn't just yet, um, yeah. but during when it comes to like show prep, show time, like I have no trouble like sticking to like a specific diet. Yeah, like I do keto a lot when okay. I, whenever I cut because I know it's easy, it's simple. I know I can stick with it. I know what to expect, and so that's very comfortable for me. Right, even though I know I'm going to be starving for 14 weeks. Yeah. So, uh, is is what it is. But I'm a uh, I'm I'm pumped to hear that that yeah yeah that you works for me. that and it works for your kids too, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I do have to ask too, like, are you how being an influencer, anytime someone mentions they have kids, I have to ask this. Like how how are you teaching your kids about like technology and social media where when you kinda live on it? Like what It's a magnifier. That's all I tell them. And you'll see
1: that with anybody. Like, how many times have you posted something and you know like there's some negative comments on there? If you looked at that Person, just as a person, they're probably a negative person overall. Right. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, and this is something I saw from Tony Robbins because he talked about money being a magnifier. I found the same thing with social media. If you're a good person, you're positive, you tend to like post those things, comment those things. If you're negative, same thing. <laughs> so I, and I just tell him, just, you know, be careful they're not uh, they're still not on it yet um, their mom doesn't want them on like Instagram and Facebook and I'm fine with it my oldest is 13 I mean I guess legally he, he can be on it, but sure it's not and that's fine too but I do want them to realize the potential of growing a business growing a brand on there is so huge that uh, I don't want them to be afraid of it you know I think it's the devil gotcha
0: yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I love exploring that with people, kind of find out. Cause everyone has, like, slightly different rules, but the global kind of feeling is the same. Like, they'll figure it out eventually. Yeah. So I may as well, like, shape their journey right. in, like, the most positive way. Um, and let me see. what's uh, We'll, we'll kind of round out with this. Um, what do you what do you listen to when you train? Uh, you know, I, I like, like, when I train jujitsu,
1: I like reggae and chill music, something that's uh, just flowy. Yeah. You know what I mean? so, I. Um, <laughs> I never, like in the weight room back in high school, everyone was about like Rob Zombie, Metallica. Disturbed, and, yeah. And it's fine, it didn't bother me, but I just never resonated with that uh, that angry, I don't know, I don't know if it's my personality sure. or what, but, but I can put on uh, just anything chill and, and that's fine. I'm self-motivated, I don't need an external, <laughs> you know, an external stimulus to get me going.
0: There's a, it's funny you say it, there, there was someone I was just reading not too long ago that when they trans it was a CrossFit person. Uh, we were getting ready for an interview with the Bear Complex guys and, They were saying that, like, when he trained, he always listens to, like, Aretha Franklin and and stuff like that because it's it's calm and it's a realization that no matter how rough training gets, like, the universe is still a beautiful place. Yeah. A voice like that can exist. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. We're going to round it out here. Um, Any lasting tips that you want to leave people with? For, for, for social for media, social media yeah, what's yeah. what's your number one tip for just growing your account? We boiled the whole episode down to this one one tip. It would be, <laughs>
1: it's it's the consistency and engage with other people. If you're just gonna post and sit back waiting for them to come to you, it's like running a business. They won't. You sure. Know what I mean, How many, I, there's so many jujitsu brands that I see on Instagram that like post a T-shirt and think they're gonna sit back and make a thousand sales. Right. I'm like, dude, you're not. Nobody knows about you just because yeah. you put it up there. You know what I mean? For so, sure. So I think it's that just that consistency of being on there and engaging with people, letting them know you're you're breathing.
0: Yeah, that's it. I can dig it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Where can
1: people find you? Chesterton. Uh, if you just hit me at, like on Instagram at Team James O'Connor, um, you can DM me and I'll give you any information you need on anything, whether it's classes or how to finish a triangle cleaner, <laughs> 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 whatever that is. Same thing on Facebook. Yeah, that's uh, global. Yeah, that's it. You on Twitter? Yep. Same thing? I am. I don't dig Twitter as much though.
0: No? Oh God. I love Twitter. One of these days I'm gonna go hunt just for specific Twitter influencer. Yeah. Because I've never I'm the only guy out here like with my flag. Like I promise it's cool. Like, yeah. But it's only for it's best for like super niche communities. Yeah. I, super, super niche communities. Even then you have to like work to get in those communities. Yeah. So um anyway, uh we will round it out there. So You can find us, Local 219, across all the platforms at Local 219, L-O-C-A-L 219, except for my beloved Twitter. You can find us at Local underscore 219. You can find me personally on Instagram at Matt Barber, M-A-T-B-A-R-B-U-R, and on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, Just reach out, and we will answer your questions within 24 hours next week we have, ooh, it's going to be a fun episode. So uh, this episode was awesome. Next week, we're going a different direction away from fitness with Laura Yoder out of Valpo. Uh, This will be an awesome, awesome, awesome episode. Um, And we're going to leave from there. I hope you all have a good week. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to comment and subscribe and tell your friends. We'll be watching. Bye now.